Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for a busy gamer. I am stuck in a Warhammer store waiting for a deal. It's Michael joining me as always, obtaining blood and skulls, hasn't showered in days, it's Adrian. I did shower, it's, it's the, uh, the faction, the, the unclean one, I'm fine, I'm fine. And the biggest, baddest, and greenest, and therefore I believe whatever he does, it's Matt. Wow! Wow! <laughs> uh, yes, we have been playing Warhammer Forty Thousand, also known as Warhammer Forty K or just Forty K. Uh, it seems like a lot of people seem to go, "No, Warhammer is uh, the other thing. Is is like the 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 medieval fantasy." Yes. Yeah. This is Forty K. This is Space Marines. This is Necron. Isn't it all set in the same universe, technically, but this is obviously 40,000 years into the future? I think originally it used to be, but then with Age of Sigmar, they branched. I think, I'm not too sure, what I have been told is that basically all the Warhammer figures... So there's Warhammer, Warhammer 40k, and then Warhammer Age of Sigmar, and basically what I heard is, is that the Warhammer models, basically the blueprints got around too much the 3d print files except 3d printers didn't exist um got around too much so games workshop being the money hungry and petty uh organization that they uh are went no those models don't count anymore warhammer is dead age of sigma the new one you can't use your old models and that's why we have a multiverse a warhammer multiverse i just heard that they just made them bigger over time and they update them every now and again. I mean, I, mine's more interesting, so I like you, it. Yeah, yours is more exciting. Let's go with and that. it paints Games Workshop as uh, money hungry, which they are because that's my first grind. My first grind is... We haven't even explained what Warhammer 40k is <laughs> for the people who <laughs> don't know. But, no, but um, this is important. Why? <laughs> Tell them this grind. This is important. So, so hi. I'm a new. I'm a new person. I want to buy some uh, Warhammer, please. I would like to play it. Okay, cool. So you need to buy a hundred dollar book. All right, that's fair enough because Dungeons and Dragons. You got to buy a big book. Fair enough. Uh, also, you need to buy another like sixty dollar book uh, that's about your particular faction. So you need to invest in a faction you don't even know about. What if you don't like it? Okay, cool. You also need to buy the models, which is $150. So you're already down. How much is this? $310-ish? Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, and you haven't even played the game yet. And then you got to buy a $75 kit for to make the models and paint them, uh, which my friend advised me. Uh, she said that I don't actually have the correct primer, so you need to buy that as well, which is like another $30. Uh, you got to get glue, which is like another thirty dollars. Um, money. If uh, so, if the time real grind is money. Money is time. Therefore, that's the biggest grind. Is yeah, you have the real to grind is a... the job you have to have. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then never get to play with the models anyway because you got to go work. Who? Yeah. Who agreed to this system? Is my question. Th- like. When it began, were models cheaper and, you know, was the codex just given out for free? Like, 
you know, when you're hanging out in the city and uh, hippies try and give you books and they're like, this one's free. And you're like, don't actually take it or they'll get you with the next one. Like, they're giving you a sampler. How did this actually take off? I Um, don't know. This this is what people used to play before D&D. Like, I'm pretty sure D&D spun off from tabletop games like this. Um, I think it is that they upped the quality. I'm pretty sure they the quality used to be bad. The uh, uh, apparently apparently the materials are worse than they used to be. They're like obviously all plastic now, but they used to be um, a little I don't know different, more durable materials. Well, I'm there just, was some see a lot of stuff I know. Metal. Yeah, exactly. So um, part of this experience, um, a friend at work was like, oh, I have a bunch of Warhammers from, like, third edition or something. So when he was, you know, 20 years younger and we played with them. And so a lot of the stuff we've talk- I've talked about with him is through the lens of someone who's been playing for 20 years and doesn't play anymore. And even then he's like, if he does, it's like Horace Heresy stuff, which is like a spin-off. Um, yeah, I don't... I think... I think... I've always thought that MMOs... A way, like, uh, like out of their time. Like, if 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 someone tried to charge me fifteen dollars a month for a game right now, I'm like, no, just sell me a game. And I think Warhammer is sort of like that as well. Where if someone came out, I mean, look, look at like Skylanders. Was it Skylanders? Is the spinoff of Spyro? Yeah, or Crash or whatever. That didn't like it worked for a while, but it didn't land, and that was probably more interesting like i think this doesn't fly unless you're already into it or invested in wanting to be into it yeah so i i don't know because they don't have a like super monopoly but they have enough of a monopoly Um, well name another tabletop play game like this i was just looking at one but there's one one that is world war one it's Star I Wars Armada, I know, is pretty popular. But that's Legend a boxed Korra game, right? That's not like a... Yeah. like, But they're all like boxed games that you can like yeah. buy like a $200 box and you're playing. Whereas this is like you can choose your army. You can, cho- you can choose different models to have different weapons. Um, like you can paint the models yourself. I do want to play Star Wars Armada as a side, but that's like, yeah, it's like a $300 box or whatever. So according uh, to this article, Warhammer... Yeah originally was a boxed game uh okay it sold for in 1993 the warhammer boxed game sold for uh 30 pounds which would be like uh over 50 dollars adjusted for inflation uh that'd be 50 pounds today but this person is arguing through this article that basically even adjusted for inflation they're adding an extra like 20% 20% than they used to. The, yeah, the cost of the things, yeah. So it's become more expensive and they have removed the boxed game, which was you got a set to be able to get into the game. And like you're saying, that doesn't really exist anymore. Well, apparently it does. Apparently Kill Team is there is that small skirmish sort of experience. Um, but I was talking, again, I was talking to the friend from work about it and he was like yeah they're pretty good you can use like and you can use them like the, the kill team rules are a little bit different but you can use them 
like you can then you know buy some different units and then work it into a full scale thing but it's so hard to tell what like what should i be aiming for like if i want to play and experience it without this huge spending so much money this huge investment of time and money because here's the thing to have your own army you got to buy that army. Then you got to make the models, which uh, I can talk about later, um, because I made some. Then you got to paint the models. I cannot talk about that because I haven't painted them. And then, so we played. Of course, how how else would we have this episode? It takes a long time in itself, so it's all grind. Um, so in summary, uh, this is not for a busy gamer. <laughs> Um, but we, yeah, there's we talked more. Um, I think the biggest thing is that where they don't just have a monopoly on the game itself, but I think they also have a monopoly on where it's played. So in Western Australia, there are two, maybe three places you can play Warhammer with strangers or like meet new people and. Third one, I forget, but it's it's near Carousel. <laughs> that means nothing to anyone who doesn't live here, but these two boys know. Uh, then the second one is Good Games, which is a yeah. brick and mortar um, around here. And then Warhammer itself. So because you're playing at the Warhammer store, you like you have to abide by their rules. But if we rise up and we all go to good games or the third place i forget then we can say hi i'm using a tower army uh i've got lego <laughs> because i can't afford it and then right, everyone, yeah, yeah. Should, everyone should like clap and be like i respect that let's see your lego and then they look and they go this lego is really good i'm impressed let's play uh it is surprising how the community have sort of agreed upon, like, no, it has to be Games Workshop merch. Because I would have thought that this would have, that this kind of game would be like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's like, you can take this anywhere you want. Like, hit, you have the codex, go nuts. Use Army Men, use Lego, uh, 3D print your very own models. But the, the hardcore community. Well, it's not even the hardcore community. Just the community seem to be very much like, no, no, don't do that. No, it's because they're oh. under the thumb. They're stuck. Yeah. The only way that they can play is by abiding with the big G man, G standing for Games, Games Workshop. Workshop. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like that's it, isn't it? We're stuck. This is, in my opinion, as a newcomer. Unless you have deep, deep pockets, dead game. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very hard to get into. I feel like you have to get into it young when you have more disposable income, or you're not in it. Yeah, once you're a homeowner or a parent, um, if you don't have the money, it's too late. Also, in this in this sort of phase where we're looking at the grind of it, so we got to borrow those. Uh, figures of your colleague. And so we decided to play a game of Warhammer. And I've since learned 
that what we did in that we just sort of we pitted two armies against each other and it was like beat the other person. Apparently, that's the worst way to play. Apparently. That you are not, like, deathmatch is not supposed to be a thing. Uh, and you are supposed to, like, follow mission structures of the books. So, but, th- but then how do you, like, you surely want to be able to have, a, like, that sort of whip round of, like, let's work out how combat works, let's defeat each other's armies. But the, the actual game is not designed for that. So you like it even less because you're actually the simplest way to play is the wrong way to play. Uh, which is funny because, so yeah, we had borrowed authentic, genuine article Warhammer figures. We had no literature to go with it. <clears throat> uh, we were able to use a very, very good website called Warhapedia to uh, sort out all the units. But as for actual rules... We don't have the actual rules, so we just yeah killed each other. We do. I still don't really know the best way to do a mission after a few games we've played. Um, I yeah, also well, don't it's really all just know devolved how into a deathmatch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of my other grinds, kind of like a more specific grind, and this is the reason I'm saying this is because it's like one I believe can be fixed and be worked on because unlike D&D when D&D change edition it's a big thing it's like holy crap guys the this guy is falling down everything you know and love is going to be destroyed but then recreated anew in brand new like oh my god it's going to be great uh even and then you know months later you're like actually fourth edition was kind of trash wasn't it anyway how dare you how dare you but with <laughs> With Warhammer, it seems like they're like, oh, uh, this guy, this is... <laughs> Hang uh, on. New edition, uh, Let... we changed a little bit. Yeah, in in reality, it's, um, okay, we're, we're going to change it so that cover, instead of giving you minus one, it halves it, so we're just going to roll out a new edition for that. Thanks, guys. Uh, and then you got to buy all the books again. 100 new bucks, thank you. Um, but the cynical thing is that they're like, oh... I want a new holiday house, so <laughs> uh, they make a new edition. But, uh, yeah, so the specific thing is hit. When when you attack someone, you got to roll three times. You do the hit roll to see if it hits. You do the wound roll to see if the hit wounds, and then they get to save to see if the wound that wounded them is has been unwound (laughs) um (laughs) that is too much i get it though i like i get it i love i disagree i think that's the fun no it's not fun at all do you know why because nothing happens you have three points of failure and in these three points of failure nothing happens yeah but the point is like you know, you have a troop of 10 that shoot twice. That's 20. You throw 20 dice. Yeah, you, cool. I throw 20 dice. Not 60. Yeah, 20 dice. Yeah, but you're, statistically. You, these 60 still... dice are getting in the way of your next round of dice. These extra dice are stopping your other dice. It's sunk cost fallacy. You think you have good dice, but there could be better dice if you dice rolled less. 
you'd have more dice per roll. I think I think there's enough games like D and D as just as a simple example where you throw one dice to do a thing. I like that they have this system of I'm attacking you, so I roll this dice. Then yeah. the next step is we compare, so now it's you and me. You and then the me. last step is now you defend. Like it it, it shifts it from me to you. F- it makes heaps the first of sense. one. The first one is let's compare me with myself. So that's stu- that's redundant. In that no, point, that's like, how well are my people shooting right now? Yeah, that's well and good. The I next like one the is idea. my Why bullets are landing. Why not have an extra roll for how um, taught my <laughs> <laughs> jockstrap is? I like. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, save roll. It's just no, that's the morale. <laughs> I yeah, I, like- I I'm with Matt on this and that it's getting in the way of you doing more rolls for your other units. You spend too long on one action by having all of these aspects to the roll. Rolling the dice is good, but I don't want to be rolling the dice for so long and have no advancement. It's taking too long to get an end result. Because that's what we're trying to get to. We've got to get to that end result, and it's taking too long to get there. I think we're just taking too long because we're... Slow and new to the game, but that's no, we, that's we got completely good. valid. We got good. Oh yeah, <laughs> as, as for a new game, yeah, I'm just saying I don't agree that it's useless and makes the game bad. If you want to roll dice, just keep rolling dice while you're waiting. Because what else because- do you have as a game? Because otherwise, you move your things, you throw one dice like Matt wants, and that's it. No, 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 that's D and D. You are misunderstanding. You are misconstruing me on purpose. So say instead then what, of how do you envision dice- the game should play out? So you know how you go 20 dice and then you fail, so it's 15 dice and then some fail, so then it's 10 dice. How about you just go 20 dice? No, 40 dice. Get more dice in that initial roll and then you go 40 dice, 20 dice, and then you got more dice. What? what I'm sa- <laughs> so you're saying do the same amount of rolls with more dice? No, I'm saying instead of doing for the... Our very first game, which was slow because we were new, but pretend we do it so quick, right? I rolled a hit. I rolled a wound. Roll to save. Then the Necrons resurrect. Nothing has happened. Nothing has occurred. We have rolled all this dice for nothing. I would rather roll dice for something. And if you're so, you're saying it should always be guaranteed dice, damage or guaranteed. No, um, I think action. Either guarantee essentially. Out of these rolls, just guarantee one of them. So either think- save save rolls, cut it out, increase HP. Wound rolls, cut it out. Hit rolls, cut it out. Because the thing is, you're saying hit rolls is you seeing how good you can shoot, and then wound rolls are comparing the strength and toughness, which I do like. I like the concept. But in the play to play, the dice to dice, it's like either the hit or the wound roll can go. I don't the, need the strength versus toughness should just simply exist without the need of a dice roll. Of going, I feel, okay, I, I rolled to hit this many hit. My strength versus your toughness is, and then that gives you the calculation for the save roll on the wounds. the The middle roll is unnecessary. That I I will say what slow, slows it down for me because. Okay, I would agree if it's complicated. It's pretty straightforward most if we're talking very simply, right? I look at my weapon score, three up. 
Easy. That's easy to roll lots of dice and look at. The middle one where you have to compare people's strength to toughness is a little bit more like you have to have a bit of you have to have the knowledge in your brain to be like, okay, they're equal. What's yours again? Oh, yours is eight. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot about this trait. That I think the sim like the game is very simple when you don't include all the trait stuff on top. I that middle bit where you have to compare a character's weapon strength to toughness, that's the only bit that's like slightly more high level because everything else you read off a sheet and you roll. That one's where you have to go, what's yours? Okay, yeah. that's mine's three, so that's five up because it's plus. Oh, wait, uh, wait, but I forgot about invulnerable. So, like, I th- I don't think it's that complicated. Because it goes. I don't think hit. it's that complicated. I think it's in comparison unnecessarily complicated. So it goes hit, compare, wound, save. Yes. Like, that's Whereas, the order of events. So, Roll to hit. So that you, have three, you have three stages. You have three stages. You roll to to for your weapon score, three up, four up, whatever's on your sheet. That's yes. straightforward. Then you take whatever succeeded, and you ha- then you have to go, uh, what's your toughness? Eight. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Uh, well, mine's four, so that means I have to roll five ups. You roll, then you go five up, and then you say, all right, three, you got three wounds, and then the other player has to roll saves. So you have three stages of rolls. Anytime something is attacking. Yeah, I would just say you take out that middle point and you go, this many hit, now roll for your save. And I know why they do it, because the thing is, uh, turns are so powerful in this game, so I understand why you need three points of failure, but three points of failure is boring. boring. I disagree. I think it's super fun. I love it. No, it's super fun, except when it's like, when nothing happens. That's... That's what that's that's random guess. chance. Sometimes you just miss. I would yeah, rather it's not random units... chance if it's weighted towards it. All I think about basically is like so yes, dice rolling is cool, but the cooler thing is moving your units on the battlefield. We have these figures yeah. for a reason, you know. They exist. They're physical things. We need to be moving them on the field more than they move. They some of them can move like 6 inches. It's 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 nothing. And then you, they get stuck there because you're caught in all of these extra steps that are unnecessary and we're not having enough movement, but we've got figures, so they should be moving on the field. Otherwise, what's the point of having, like, they're just, like, they're completely stationary. You may as well just have, like, a picture and going, you're over there, I'm over here, and now we're just going to roll a bunch of dice. So if we can make the individual units turns quicker... We can move them more, and it will feel more like battle. Whereas this is like <laughs> some minutia simulation of going, oh, I've I've hit them. Now I have to check if my bullet somehow <laughs> is going my to like bullet break has hit through them. their armor. <laughs> yeah, and now they're going to check if they can feel it. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you're checking. So it's like. There is a redundancy, no matter what. Either hit and wound should be one, or wound and save should be one. Because the hit, you're proving if you hit and you hit, but then your wound, you're checking if the hit wounded, but then the the wound, they just give them more HP, I reckon. Get rid of one of these, give them more HP, and then... I that- trust in Games Workshop. I think it's a great system. Really? You trust in the guys <laughs> who are going to charge you $300? 
That's a wise move. I'd, I'm not talking about their uh, their financial uh, decisions, but I think the game. I mean, it's the reason it stood the test of time. I think it's. I think it's quite fun. Every edition that comes out, I'm going to check, and one day, when edition 25 comes out, I'm going to make you eat a hat because I don't think edition I don't 25 think they do that. will remove one of these rolls. I think this game's too niche for them to try and make it more accessible, if that makes sense. And yeah, I'm sure no. they probably have over the years, but I don't think they make it any simpler because then I think I think they they owe more to their their dedicated fans that they they'd rather keep it um relatively complicated or not less simplified like appease them you know like you know how people from D go oh but 5e is so easy compared to 3.5 or whatever yeah but D has made such a larger impact upon society and had way more players and made way more money by simplifying it in 5e than they would have by keeping you satisfied you you 3.5 fan and i think games workshop would lose too much i reckon you're right and i reckon it's because they're listening to complaints such as uh, like i reckon the majority or the vocal minority are going oh like so say there was only a hit and a save or no there was only a hit and a wound that's what i imagine is what happened once one edition was that there was just hit and wound and then I reckon too many people were like, eh, my, I spent good money on these models and they just keep dying. And so what they do is they just introduce a brand new role, add another 33% chance that they live to keep the game going so that they don't have whinge. That's like, wound rolls should only exist. Here's, here's my just quick house rule. All right, hi, we're going to play 40k. You want to play with me? I don't have a lot of time. I got a baby. Um, so I don't have a lot of time. Uh, so for this, uh, wound rolls only occur if the recipient only has one wound left. That's the only time. Oh, as like a, as a last ditch save. Yeah, last save. Well, last that's ditch. surely that goes against your ethos of I want something to happen. Because what if you make all those rolls and then this person saves fifty percent chance save, and I do it again save, but nothing happened because I, I they're holding my whole attack. They're holding on. But that's the whole point of the whole thing. I'm yeah, but it's it. less interesting to have Robert the Unclean be like, I'm th- actually, we didn't smash it. But you- so having a quick read of, I just decided, I was like, I wonder if the fans can explain all the roles. So having a quick read, it might, it seems to be that potentially in Age of Sigma, uh, the first role uh, is like very important. So they seem to be implying that in on your hit roll in Age of Sigma, uh, there are certain units that have like terrible accuracy, but they will then hit very hard. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. But like, but we didn't really seem to encounter that. Everybody uh, had pretty normal sort of hit rates. I don't remember ever not hitting. It was more I would then not wound. But they're yeah, saying so, that there's a situation, there's a there's there are units that just will not hit most of the time. Yeah, those ones where you throw like twenty, like necrons and stuff, where you throw like rapid fire twenty dice. Those ones have lower, like for example, 
Robert the Unclean. Uh, what was his actual name? It doesn't matter. The Great Unclean Great one. Great Unclean one. Yeah. That, that's um, his name. His weapon score is 2+. plus. He has a 66% chance of hitting uh, and hits hard, but there were parts of it, like, he only gets one attack, basically. Um, whereas, like, the Necrons and stuff had higher, like, lower chances to hit, like a 5+, plus, which is 33% chance. But they're shooting 20 times. Like, I think they've... It adding in a third level gives you more adjustability in creating identities for different factions and stuff. Like the tower, like my tower battle suit had a high shred. Like his AP was like three, negative three or something. See, so you, you bring. I agree with you, but the way to like to solve that is to increase health points. Like you literally could just, make just it, do I don't a think thing. That would make it too boring. Now you're just like dealing with the same units for like three hours. No, that's not how it works. Okay, you uh, you tested this? No, because it would be the same if you have a thirty three percent chance of being of saving, then increasing your health points by thirty three percent achieves the same effect. Maths, mathematical. Anyway, we can clearly uh, disagree on this all day long. Yeah. Uh, the, the funny thing is, around it as well is a grind. <laughs> the, oh yeah. The funny thing I is, will, last thing I will say, <laughs> in, in regards to this, is we did play a very rapid fire ADHD version of the game where we were trying out lots of different units and different factions in various, like against various people. I imagine if you were playing this, you know, properly, you would very quickly learn the exact things like you would you would probably retain your unit stats better and you would get faster at the game because you just know yep those are my tower that i've had forever and they are three up and i know that yeah and I, that's like true. i think the fact that we were jumping around also slowed things down because it's like okay yep i'm going to attack oh wait i think i have this thing that says i can invulnerability no that's not right sorry that was the no, other that, thing um, yeah that was the other guy uh this uh, is I can hit again. No, no, no. That's only for Corey's guy. Yeah. So I think we have a slightly skewed opinion of the game and I, me as well. Like, I think we all have a little bit of a skewed opinion on how this game actually, um, but that's technically the point of this, the point of this podcast is the yeah. grind. Yeah. And, yeah. and know, that most this... of the games we have played, Fans could always argue that we have oh, a yeah. skewed perspective. And this is why this is clearly in a like a Well, yeah, I'm just talking I'm talking about in regards to Matt's comments about the rules. Right now. Yeah. As, for okay, well let's get into it. For a busy gamer, no way. No way. No. no you ain't got the not. time. You might probably ain't got the money. And if you do have the money, you probably do have the time. So then you're alright. But if you're a busy gamer. I'm sorry, but in the way it stands now, if you want to play legitimately, it ain't happening. Well, uh, this is normally the point where we say goodbye to the busy gamers because we've discussed the grind. They made make the decision uh, whether or not to play the game. Um, but this is the last time. This is goodbye. Goodbye, busy gamers. We hope you found some good gems. 
and avoided some real grindy games in your time. That was our purpose here to uh to be to be extra busy so you don't have to be. If you have subscribed to this podcast, like before this episode's released, and you review this podcast after you listen to this episode. Fuck you. This is this is the end and you waited till now? Can you imagine? If we had better support, right? Imagine a world you decided to actually call to action. Hey, he told us to review and share it. I didn't. Oh, no. The podcast is over. Oh, what am I going to do? Imagine a world where you did, you did review, you did share. We have a Patreon. We bought every single army. We are gonna go for another two hundred episodes, but that's not where we're at. Where we're at now is is, is over, and it's your fault. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, would love a review and a share. <laughs> not that it matters too much, but <laughs> look, there's a chance for a comeback. If this if this uh, gets cult pick up later, like a cult podcast, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. we can we can always we're we're, we're always around. This podcast I mean, is obviously a great like philosophical lesson like don't do tomorrow what you can do today you know you don't know what you got till it's gone you pave paradise and you put up a games workshop i will say matt your your comment specifically targets one person we all know and that is uh julian just hi julian i know you're listening because you said i didn't know you I didn't know he but listened. He, that's the thing. <laughs> He's Did been he? listening forever, but he never he never told me he listens. Or like he would occasionally be like, Oh yeah, I listened to that one because I like the game. And he was like, No, I listen to all of them. I'm like, oh my god, what? And he's never said listens. anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Julian, that what, Matt's comment, Matt, give it to him. Fuck off. <laughs> I can like the general rule of like media. Is that it's like once it's after like the first ten minutes, you can start dropping the f's. I don't want to do too much though, because it would be funny if we get we have this final hurrah and then we get taken down. Um, <laughs> I'm like but... genuinely like it's just sort of it's just hitting me like now. Uh, that is so like the like oh it's like we we said at the beginning of the year that this would be it, but you know the year happens. And now that's that we're actually recording it, like right now, I'm like, oh yeah, like th- this is it. And I don't know what I don't know what we're doing next. Well, see, because that's the thing. You know how you get in those ruts with gaming that you're like, you don't know what you feel like playing. The podcast has always been there to push me through that rut, and for me to be like, oh yeah, I got like I got to do this. Like it pushes me to do it. Whereas I was, yeah, just sat looking at PlayStation Plus uh, extra catalog, looking at it all. Don't know what I want to play. Went with Skyrim, <laughs> and and Adrian's <laughs> play Minecraft. Uh, we're all just playing. It. We're playing the games that we've played. Um, I think that's the thing as well. Is that we have entered advanced adulthood. <laughs> I feel like we're busier than ever. Because we used to do a game of Fortnite, and then it changed to a game a month. And now I'm like, if we were still going, I'd be like, guys, can we do like a game every financial quarter, please? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's as well that like I'm genuinely kind of sour at uh, 40k, and I'm like, what if 
what a terrible <laughs> note to end on. The I... final game to me is like we go back and listen to our last episode where we rank all the games and as I sit right now with the experience I've had, this is one of the lowest for me. Really? Oh my god, I, I'm on the other I've side not of the fence. Enjoyed our time with this. That's a shock. I mean, Adrian, I, this is fun as hell. Uh, this is the best way I think do. we could have end, ended for me. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I like that it's we're still disagreeing. Can you imagine if we just ended the podcast all holding hands? That'd be stupid. Yeah. Back to Portal it, 2, the yeah, that, <laughs> unanimously <laughs> agreed upon by everyone ever <laughs> number one game. If we finished on that high, what a waste. This is what we want. We want War Hammer. <laughs> Let's get back into the game. Yeah, let's talk about it, because here's one thing that I was considering as putting it as a grind, but the thing it's kind of a grind, it's kind of not, but the thing is, you can't get into this game without learning the lore, which is a grind for some people, especially because that means you've got to either, you got to buy a book or, I, I don't know how else you consume the lore. I've read a book. I read Erdesh, uh, The Saint and the Snake. Uh, and it was good enough that I'm looking, I, I put on my Christmas wish list, uh, the Magister and the Magician. Is that the one? Anyway, you can try to play this without knowing the lore. But Hello. the thing is, it is <laughs> it is just above, like it's like a shadow looming above you the entire time. Just no, like, for example, orcs. I thought I knew enough about orcs. It turns out that war is war in a Cockney accent. Hello, governor. Oh, it's time for war. I thought that they were just being <laughs> Wario. Thought, it's time for war. Yeah, I thought they were just being like, it's time for war. Wario war. Um, and there's all of this lore, for example, that you could, you could have some sort of flowchart of what you don't know what, Faction is what? So pick a mythology or a culture, and then you can pick your faction from there. For example, there are like the... I forget what their names are, but if you like the Great Khans from Fallout, if you like the idea of... Um, hang on. What is what is Khan in real life? I've, I've blanked. Genghis Khan? North of, yeah, north of China. Mongolia? Yes, if you like that idea, there's that faction. If you like Mongolia. (laughs) Or if you like, not necessarily mythology, but like history, cultural ideations, uh, appropriated, I presume, because this is an English game, like as in England. uh, Or how about Egypt? If you're into Egyptology, you had that big book as a kid, Necrons. They're like the scarabs. Need I say more? Um, and there's more of that. Like, there's a lot of different things that you could pick, but you just don't know because you're just in the games workshop looking at a box that says $150. I wonder what the actual, like, if I'm walking into games workshop and being like, I would like to play one game, uh, one Warhammer 40k, please, sir. And then, like, what do they go? Like, well, the world started 40,000 years. Or do they go, yeah, here's a box. What do you want? What do you like doing? You like, be, well, you like smelling? Or you like being techie? Or you like going I sent going, you a Wah. picture. I sent you a picture. They handed me a pamphlet. And what they do is they give you 
this booklet. You gotta buy a thing, and they hand you a booklet, and then they go through the model making, the painting, and so it's very like it's nice, but I can't afford that. It so sounds instead, like joining Scientology. Like- yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> um, instead, we got Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is the game changer for us. I think um, it's this still, is what made it like genuinely playable, and I yeah. encourage you to experience it through Tabletop Simulator. Because here's the thing with Tabletop Simulator. If you pick up a model and you hold tab, it tells you how many inches you're moving that model. Yeah. Holy hell. The tab, like, if if Tabletop Sim didn't have tab, uh, the measuring functionality, I would be like, oh, well, at least it's free. Uh, but that tab, put it on my tab. It's so good. It did make it from... Like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I'm having fun with my friends. I'm rolling 20 dice and then 15 dice and then 10 dice. Uh, to going, oh, snap, it's all done. It, I want to do it. <laughs> One of our friends has a VR headset. We never had a chance to actually have him play in VR because I want to see what that's like. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That could be it. That could be it. The, the perfect experience. Yeah. I was, I feel like we should, this is going to be a whole segment because I was talking to that friend about it because he played with us a bit and we were talking about it and he, we both came to the agreement, the conclusion that why the hell haven't Games Workshop made a digitized tabletop version of this game? That That is the missing link to make this blow up. It's because they think they will lose money. That's 100% it. They think they will lose money because they're, yeah. But it's stupid because people like us who wouldn't buy Warhammer otherwise would buy this, would buy this game or make it his, hey, Warhammer, Games Workshop, if you're listening, I don't know why you still are at this point because I've insulted you quite a lot. Uh as an individual listening to this, I do apologize. You are obviously are not Games Workshop. You're not James Workshop. Um, so I apologize. I obviously don't mean that to you. You're an individual working at the store. But what you could do is you could even make it free to play. You could have every you start every player starts off with 500 point army, any army, every army even. And then the second you want to increase that army. That's where the money comes in. Can you, yeah, like, exactly? Just like you give everyone, you don't have to give them every, just give them like six to 12 or six to 10 of like this, the, the mainstay ones are Space Marines, a Necron, I don't know, a, uh, some sort chaos. of Chaos Demon. Like, give, and yeah, like a, some, like, start standardizing or yeah, use like the standard you already have as like a base. Like, here's a basic, yep, army, you get, some troops, you get some some elites and whatnot, but off oh, that battle suit. What that looks pretty cool. How much is that? Ten bucks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like I, people I, would I, drop. I yeah, people would drop money on like cosmetics. There is actually. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You release what sets. You, you do uh, like. There's a new game. Sorry, you you talk. I'm gonna Google a okay. new game that's coming out. Yeah, I think that that is the thing that would take Games Workshop from being a niche of a niche 
to being something that a lot of people can enjoy. And I think um, Magic Arena is a great example of that. Like, they're not emulating the game, the experience of playing Magic the Gathering one-to-one, but they're sort of creating a secondary environment where it's like, you're playing Magic, you're playing the game The Magic, but it's a little bit twisted on its head. And I think that could do something similar where... You build in a lot of the tools. You make that dice rolling easier. You still let me dice roll. Don't roll for me, but make it easy. Like we, you could probably even make it more easy to use than tabletops. The tabletop sim we were using. And I think, I think as well that if they worked with some video game devs, I think they would really like learn how to simplify the instructions, like. We mentioned yeah. before that, like, this is an English game. It's made by people from England, and boy, do they like English. Because all of the instructions of your moves and the rules are, like, so detailed, you kind of get lost in an instruction. Yeah. They're too wordy. So, look at this. Infernal Flames. This is a psychic power. Uh Infernal Flames has a warp charge value of 7. If manifested, select one friendly Legionnaire's Demonica Zinchkor unit within 18 inches of and visible to this Psyker. Until the start of your next Psychic phase, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, add 1 to that attack's wound roll. And there's no... <laughs> there's no, like, pictographical version of that, where, they, where it says 18-inch... Uh, plus one wound like there's no simplification that flavors great in the full handbook but on tabletop sim there are people who have done uh god's work they have done uh <laughs> what's the god of uh of like the space marines the, a god the, emperor? the emperor yeah, the, the yeah emperor. they've done the emperor's work and turned the units into cards that just simplifies so much. And these cards, we were double-checking just before recording, they don't really exist from Games Workshop. Games Workshop have some cards, some like Codex cards, but they don't have they don't have these nice, clean, this is what the move is doing. And I feel like if you were working in a digital space, a game designer would say, no, we need the player to understand in simple terms... In, in the as least as few words as possible, what is happening? Yeah, and I think you it wouldn't it'd be easier to track, obviously, because it would just apply. Like you just have a little tag next to your attack that has a plus one, and then you hover over it, and it tells you mm-hmm. comes from this trait. Like, and then you would learn the game, and then you might go and buy the game. That's like, it. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you're gonna lose. I think the people who play the game already and buy the models. You'll lose maybe a small fraction, maybe. But I feel like they're already dedicated to that experience. You build this, and I think you'll get those people, some of those people in, who spend money in that ecosystem and still in your um, physical ecosystem. And you also will get new people and people who are interested and on the outskirts, knocking on the glass, saying, "Can I come in?" As well, like I really like this game, and I would love to be more into it but not for that price. And I think something like that would be a fantastic in for myself and a lot of people who want to experience the game but don't have the time to have to learn every little rule 
and spend a lot of money and paint uh, models. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think it's yeah. a massive missed opportunity. And you could include you can include bonuses in both. So if you get if you have the you know online account and you buy uh, Warhammer bucks and you go to the store and you say, look, I bought Warhammer bucks, and then they go, okay, cool, you get a ten percent discount on your next purchase, which still is a profit of a hundred thousand percent for games. I would workshop. also I would also do the reverse of if you buy the yeah, box, you, it, you get a code get it, yeah. for the thing. Um, but so there's this game that I saw. I cannot find it. I cannot remember. I can't remember a thing about it, except for as we were talking about this, it like images flashed in my memory. Um, it is a game that I believe is coming out where you have. I don't know what the gameplay is like, but you can fully you have a model and you paint it as if you're painting it, like it's oh, fully customizable. Yes. That's genius. And it's a game. It looks so good. I cannot find it. I've searched everything, and Google is like, my like maybe this is because I personally have just Googled Warhammer Orc Weird Boy, Warhammer <laughs> Custodies Rule, Warhammer Books. What like you know <laughs> that's what my <laughs> Google history is. Uh, so I'm trying to. I've Googled new game build miniature war game, and it's just. My Google results are just Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer. <laughs> I'm like, that's no, a genius a, idea, it's though. A new, they... It's a video game, and yeah, um, they, so maybe they that... add in painting to this this Warhammer 40k uh, digital tabletop experience. Oh, that'd be killer! I want that. Can I? Can we make that, please? Well, because here's the thing. Um, I believe Games Workshop uh, actually does a thing where if you're already a game developer and you're like, uh, um, hi, I'm pretty good uh, at making games. I want to make a Warhammer game. And then they'll just give it to you. They'll be yeah. like, yeah, you can use our IP for like a percentage. Like, for example, the new Dark Tide game that's just come out is apparently very good. I don't know. They've worked on Warhammer stuff before. But it's apparently, yeah, they've got a semi-open door when it comes to... Yeah, they'll take a lot of applications and and pitches and stuff. So maybe it just takes the right developer to be like, hey, how about a tabletop experience, a digital tabletop experience? I think the way you'd have to do it is you'd actually have to open the door with um, not only be a decent um, games dev, but just have the money like the graphs and the spreadsheets and the budget and like have all of oh, that oh yeah 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 do some like, market research and the your opening line is how would you like to make an extra x million dollars a year yeah well that's exactly it. that's exactly just what like magic say. the gathering and i i believe dnd is working on something similar like a tabletop like a 3d visual tabletop thing with 1 dnd i think that's part of the 1 dnd stuff if that if it works for one, for D and D, it'll work for Games Workshop. That's is that is that it? I don't think anyone wants to. I don't think none of us want to say anything <laughs> in case that's the final. That's it. Then then we're all over. Well, we actually recorded this about seventeen days late. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, busy, 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 and it will take a bit longer to come out because my laptop's getting fixed. So I won't be able to edit it for a little bit. 
Have we discussed how long a session takes? I think in a roundabout way we have. It, it does take a long time. So once you get used to it, it can be quicker, but still not quick enough. But I think I think it's fine. I think when I think when it's like D and D. You know, you need to settle in for at least three hours. And I, and we we can complete things in three hours. We've at least me and Matt who me and Matt who have like gotten a lot of the rules memorized. Like the way we were playing was very snappy. I was Here, feeling here's very another good soft about house it. rule, um, and that's what well, what did I say? That is like don't have a unit that's under a hundred points, and try to have four units for like every. Thousand is that what I said? I don't know. I said something like that. Basically, um, so in we we had a big so we did a two v two seven hundred and fifty points each, so three thousand points all up. No, yes, yes. So seven, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that oh, that took a long time. And even though I knew a lot about it, it's because I had three units. That it's like that sh- should have just been one unit. Like you can make units bigger. I mean, I think I think it was also. This is no offense to Michael, but like he was using units he didn't know. He's less interested and experienced in the game, so it just took him a bit longer to flick through everything and do it. And same with the other person we were playing with in this. This and also it was own house rules. Like maybe why have like the official rules for how to play a two v two death match is different. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing as well was that. The so check out Bottle Brush on Spotify. <laughs> That's the yeah. other person we played with. Um, they picked what Henry Cavill described as the army that Sherlock Holmes would use. Oh, he picked like the most complicated one, hey? Yeah. So, hey, maybe just everybody be orcs. That's kind of what I'm saying. Here's, here's my gripe with it, though. In that the <laughs> it does not seem that the game was designed for you to be able to pick up and play. And that's bad. That is bad design. You can't tell someone you can play only if you have completed your degree. Like <laughs> I shouldn't need to know any units in advance. Yes, it should make things quicker, but it legitimately felt like a like a roadblock of being like, oh, sorry, guys, I've just got to read this entire page of information to figure out exactly what this unit can do. It's that's not that's not good board game design, and that's at the end, at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's a it's a variation of it, but these are board games. These are games, and games we should be able to pick up and play and find enjoyment. And yes, there should be a deeper, a deeper level of understanding. But any game that is putting up either a roadblock of money, which it did, time, which it does, uh, and understanding, like that's not that's not well designed. You. You're actually saying that this is not a game. This is a hobby. Like, this is like oh, yeah. playing a hobby. guitar. Like, yeah, I can't give you a guitar. 
you will not be able to play it if you don't know. You're going to go have to learn. But their, game, think- their, their business is called Games Workshop. And I'm like, what is this? I do think that they've designed it to be more of a hobby. Like, I think they don't care about the game aspect of this as much as they do care about the model hobby side of it. So I do, I do agree with that it's a hobby and to like really get into it, you're dedicating a lot of time. I think you can pick it up and play because that is effectively, I literally go, went from knowing nothing. I watched a 30 to 40 minute YouTube video and then I came over and replayed that game. Like, and we, but we played it, but we played it wrong and we didn't understand everything. And like, it but wasn't- I think it goes the same with D and D. Like if the three of us knew nothing about D and D and we wanted to play, we would, I think we'd have the same experience where we would, watch a YouTube video, maybe one of us buys the book and reads it. And I will admit that's an easier entry. Like one person buys a book for 80 bucks or whatever, or the three books for whatever. But we would, I think the same thing would happen. We would then go to a D&D session and we would get things wrong. But, but just, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, D&D very much feels like they are okay with you getting it wrong. That that won't hinder your experience. You can take D and D in so many different directions. This feels like they that the rules are designed and the community reinforces. No, this is the way you play. This is the way you get involved with our game. This is how it's done. And it's like that's. I th- I think for this there needs to be some kind of introductory system. I do think they need a better path into identify. Maybe it exists, but you guys were online. You guys were really looking into this, and I think all you got to was really looking into the standard game. Yeah, I mean, I know enough to play the game. Like, let's like Magic. I can go play a game of Magic now. I'm not super into it, but I know how to play. And it's like, am I going to win? No, but uh, can I play? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. I do agree with the sentiment of they need a more they do need an easier path of entry like it's like a mobas where it's just like you really got to want to play it have people you want to play it with etc if you really want to get into it otherwise you're just throwing yourself at this wall of not knowing where to look how to look for the right thing to look for etc I liked it. It was fun. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, when I was playing it, it was quite fun. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, this is, this is a potential new like, hobby for me when I have of more. Of course, time. it's fun playing with you guys. But I asked myself, I'm like, would I, would I want to touch this game with anyone, with anyone else? Would I ever want to introduce someone to this game? Never. <laughs> yeah, I do no, not I hate that. them enough <laughs> to I give them a codex. I don't think say, it'll be that hard. And like, say, invest hours of your life into a, an army you don't even know. I think that's the I, problem. Is I don't think it'll be that hard. I think it's again, it's like D and D. You hand them a pre-made sheet, you give them an army, and you say, "Cool, I'm going to walk you through it." When you move, you do this, um, and then when it's the attack phase. You shoot, you look at this score here, and you roll this many dice here. Like, but I don't think it's that complicated. Can you understand no, that it's... that's not particularly enjoyable to I, be I led d- along? You don't, you're not learning properly if someone has well, to tell you everything 
to do all the time. Like, I we've played D&D for years, and I still do not understand all of the aspects of D&D. Because oh, I have <laughs> never... I've never been a genuine like dungeon master. So I but but it but it works because the dungeon master can set any kind of rule in any world they want and make it easier for the other people. But this game doesn't let you make it easier for the other person. You just have to lead them through step by step like teaching them the piano. I think different strokes like that's how I learned this. I watched someone step me through how the game plays and that's how I learned. I do like again. Yes, this isn't. This is not accessible for everyone. That's what it comes down to. Um, I think it's certain types of people will like different aspects of it. Like my friend at work doesn't like playing the game, loves the model painting. Maybe I'd like the model painting, but I don't know what I'm doing. But I really like the game. Um, yeah, I, I think it's not going to be for everyone, but I can see why it's loved by so many. Um, I like the game as a like. I don't agree with Michael. When you're playing the game, when you're playing the game, it's easy. Do you go? What's the what is like? What is to hit? What is wound? What is save? That part's easy. I said it's too much, but it's easy. Like it's, it's straightforward easy enough. Yeah. It's straightforward enough. It's when you're going into the minutiae of the army. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's like this and rule and that rule and this mod and that mod and then this. Yeah. Or even tactics. So I played orcs against Tau and I tried to shoot the Tau with my orcs and I lost because that is what will happen 99% of the time if you use orcs ranged against Tau. Um, and that's like a small thing, but it's like when you're going when you're trying out Necrons and then you're trying out um, Chaos and then you're trying out, it's like, you're not going to get it. Um, I feel like Orcs, because I have now, I'm quite confident in the speed of it. Uh, But I don't see someone, like, I don't see... So some people will be dicks in the culture of it. Um, And... They will be like, oh, you're going to use this army. I'm not going to fight you then. Like, I'm not going to play you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas I would do that, oh, Adeptus Custodes. Oh, I'm sure that's plenty fun. I'm sure I would have fun. I don't have the time to, like, to know it. Like, for you to have, to go through all of that. Oh, like, <laughs> And that's the double-edged, um, the, it's a double-edged sword, this whole thing. Of, like, I feel that if this game existed as uh like a game of monopoly like a box with two armies in it like a game of risk or whatever you would have you'd have a bit of fun but you would not have you would not have the community that they've gotten out of it yeah yeah the 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 people that are fans of this game are fans of their army that they have built and painted and learnt about and expanded and they know their army inside and out it's like, but it's, yeah, it's just so bizarre because it's like, that's, it's, it's unlike any other game in that kind of regard of like, it's, it's actually a game system designed for something else you do. It's like if we built a, it's like if Adrian and I built a game around us knowing music. Rocksmith. <laughs> you can go check out other episodes, but it'd be like you, you're playing drums and I'm playing guitar 
And uh, so we come up with a system where uh, your number of beats to my number of like string plucks, uh, then toughness versus like, it's like someone invented a game to facilitate everyone's armies. It's like, it just feels the wrong way round, but it has created the the Warhammer community. 40k lives and dies on people's investment in it. Not their, not their, like, uh, their enjoyment per se. Not, not yeah. quick enjoyment, not sugar rush enjoyment. And the that's enjoyment true. A lot of the, the community. Like, the entire journey. Yeah. The, a lot of the community don't like the game game. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just it, want to play It is the, the commitment. The it's, they, they have that army, they paint the army, and then they play the army. But that's just step three of all of that, which I can get, um, I can get with. But for us, like M- Michael hasn't found his army, and I bet if he did, maybe that would have swayed his opinion a little bit. But I appreciate that we've got this, we've got the snapshot, and how do because you I'm know? sure. So how do so Matt? You like orcs, and Adrian likes Tau. But have you played with all of them? Well, here's a little uh, discussion we've had before about uh, games and like their Wikipedia or Wikipedia's wikis, fan wikis and stuff. So, for example, Stardew Valley would be a terrible game if it wasn't for the Stardew Wiki, right? Not true, but in my opinion, true. Uh, So, you can look it up. That would be boring reading it. I recommend this. This could be a challenge for you, Michael. If we were to keep doing this pod. <laughs> so you don't have to do anything. You're free. You don't even need to talk to me anymore. You're the best man at <laughs> my wedding. After this, you don't need to talk to me ever again. Um, but, so, two things. First thing, nerdy thing for Adrian to hone his nerdry more. There is a YouTube channel called Ausbex Tactics. That's A-U-S-P-E-X, Space Tactics. Uh, and that's got a lot of good stuff. And it tells you, like... The pros and the cons of like every army and it tells you which like it's very good very good uh insight into the community almost whereas like i said you need you really because it's supposed to be a balanced game if there was a best army no one would play so in order to figure out what army you want to start with i recommend the adeptus ridiculous podcast so my challenge to michael would be to listen to like five episodes of Adeptus Ridiculous and then come back and still not wanting to play a particular army. Like there was an episode about Necrons and I listened to it before I wasn't really interested and then after I was like, I want to use this particular character that they discussed. Not every army has characters that are like named, but um, you can. And I was like, I want to use that character now. So that's what my challenge would be. Would be like listen to five episodes of Adeptus Ridiculous, and then not have a faction you want to play. I just picked Tau because I like their design, <laughs> which yeah, I, like yeah, goes back to our point of if you're starting and you're going to a games workshop, you might buy the army and not like because you like the design and not like how it plays. Like, which is like a bit of a down, bit of a downfall, but that's how I picked Tau. I was like, eh, looks cool. Same with 
um, Nurgles. I was like, yeah. Well, that's how I picked orcs, actually. Is before I said, it, before any of this other stuff happened, I did just kind of. I liked all the look of orcs, and then apparently, I like. I just googled like Warhammer orcs. Actually, the first one I wanted to do was the rat people, but they're only in old Warhammer. Oh, sad. Uh, so, yeah. So, guys, I know it's it's uh, hard, but we need to do our final rating for Warhammer. Where do you sit on the final rating? Make, find, or no time. I want to rate this game numerically, uh, and not numerically, but uh, in your mind, pick a number for D&D. Warhammer's like 0.2 higher. Uh, as a busy gamer, no time to grind. Do not play this. Do not touch this. If you own it but you're a busy gamer, don't open the box. Leave it in the box. Don't sell it either because you might get time later. But you don't have time right now, so do not play. I think Adrian summed it up pretty well a bit earlier in that, like, the system here works... Otherwise, it wouldn't have stood the test of time. Like, we're nearly at 40 years of 40K, like, in five years. So, like, there is a game here to be enjoyed. The time I spent with it was not enjoyable. And I am unwilling to give it the time to get to that place. I might get there one day just through osmosis in that, like, I would continue to play with you guys. And maybe that's how a lot of people go in that maybe they have friends and they just sort of go along with them. And eventually you've just played enough to pick, like how I've played D&D. That's how I learned Smite. You just get shoved into it enough through force that you go, (laughs) oh, I know how to play now. And it's like, but, but yeah, it's like it's it's almost it's almost not a game. It's it's one of the most unique th- things that we've played. Uh, the community is unique. The fans are very unique. I'd like to be friends with Henry Cavill, but I'm not as rich as him, so I can't enjoy this on the same level as him. <laughs> Get it on tabletop sim. That's a good way to play, but you don't have time for this. No time to grind. I don't. I don't know. I think Michael of University probably would have been a good time to do that, uh, but not anymore. I've got. I've got like a job and video games I want to play and a wife and I'm like. And then when we get together to play board games, I don't want to play this. I want to play some fun board games. I want to play a variety of board games instead of three hours of this. It's. It like it just doesn't it just doesn't fit a busy boy lifestyle at all. So it's a no time to grind. I think you're right. I think if you you've got to be ready to yeah make this a hobby. If like if you if you think you can do it casually, may, maybe there's people out there who can. But if you don't go head first into the deep end, I don't think you get as much out of it as 
a lot of other people do. Painting-wise, gameplay-wise, lore-wise. But I do think it's a really fun... If you like exploring different dice-rolling systems and just like pure mechanics of games, as I do, this is a really fun one. I, I... yeah, I'm, if if you've only played D and D, just give this a little try. It'll like open up your eyes to this combat is way better than D and D combat, I reckon. But you just you just like the tactile sensation of rolling lots of dice. But that's the point. Yes. That's yes, why. I do. But doesn't make it a good dice system. It just means you mm. get to throw lots of dice. But that's the part of the fun. It's like it's like D and D, right? Like you can play a version of D and D where the player never rolls a dice. And if you're playing just for story, that's fine. But I think part of the fun of D&D is getting to roll your dice and, like, rolling it in your hand and blowing on it and throwing it. And I think the same thing goes here. It's like, okay, I really need, I really need you guys to hit right now. I'm going to pick up 20 dice and throw them all. And um, that that's part of the fun. But I do think it's a fun, it's a fun different system. And, and like Matt said, if you haven't played, if all you've ever played is D&D, this is a fun way to experience a different dice rolling system in the same way that like Call of Cthulhu is a fun way to play a different dice rolling system. Um, and that's just a different f- fun way to distribute your stats and think about strategy and role play and whatnot. So I'm going to say it's in the middle. It's, f- it's fine time. Like I think everyone should give it a crack. I do wish it had an easier way. I think, I think if you're doing it legitimately, no time. But if you can find a little, if you can buy a tabletop sim and maybe have a look for some uh, packs, or if if Games Workshop pull their head out of their 1980s ass and like make a digitized version of this, they would the game would be much more accessible, much more fun, and, and well, I recommend playing it. So i'm i'm like between a no and a find i want to say fine i'll just go say a fine just to have a little bit of difference for you guys yeah say find because i said no but i obviously enjoy it um and then one one last quick stop is i also wanted to mention because we were comparing to dnd i think this is probably the best like law this is the best world I, i'm trying to think of other things like i do if love they chucked law. in a main like a more accessible main story thread. If they chucked in a Star Wars original trilogy thread in this lore, and that's the people, that's the one for normies to kind of go to. Like I know Horus Heresy is probably like the main one, but you gotta, you gotta really know a lot for that. I feel like you don't, but you do. But you know what I mean. It's like yeah, get a normie story in here for people to get into. It'd be so good. Like comparing all of the lore for forty k compared to. Um, like I know there's technically a thing about uh, I'm I'm not going to get into it because we're running out of time but compare the different factions in D&D to the different factions in Warhammer and it's night and day oh yeah the Zentarum they're bad I think D&D has some cool lore but it's not as right at the forefront like this Warhammer 40k is all lore If I could compare this to music, it would be like a kind of prog where I'm like, wow, look at these musicians go. They are doing some incredible things. I'm not enjoying this. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's it for our episode and our podcast, everyone. We've done it. We did 100 episodes over... We're, surely we're at five years by now, Matt. Uh, yeah, maybe. That sounds good. <laughs> it's possibly. <laughs> I was thinking back on this. It's possibly six years. I think it's been uh, a long okay, time. Okay, how about this? How about this? Since we started, I got a girlfriend, married that girlfriend, had a baby. That's, that's a Since lot of time. Since we started, did you not have a different girlfriend? And then I didn't want to. I didn't want to sour that if if my wife listened to this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want the full story up. of you over the last six years. Yeah, that's the, that's what happened. Is uh, yeah, had a girlfriend uh, to the point where I was living with the girlfriend. So that's reasonably serious enough. And then the uh, my, my wife, my baby, like that's pretty. That's a long time. Kind of. time. I didn't have a house. Now I have a house. I I think since we started the podcast, I think after I moved out of home. Uh, but it was in that kind of same year. And it, so, so I've moved out of home with my girlfriend at the time. I've then moved states to South Australia. I was there for two and a half years. I've then moved back to Western Australia, but to a different town. And now I've been there for over two years. And You've been there I've gotten years. married. And went on, on a cruise for our honeymoon just before COVID. Yeah, COVID happened as well during oh, the lifetime of the podcast. Even that flew by. What a time. No, it's just five years. No, it's only five. <laughs> okay. Uh, so five we... years in April. So we're like five and a half. Okay, so most of my story is still true. Because I oh, yeah, five years ago sure. I left for, for South Australia. Yeah, we, we a, started a when you happened. were here. Yeah, because I remember that we played Luigi's Mansion 2 when I went east. Because I remember playing it on the plane and in a hotel. I lived in a hotel for a month. I think we I think we possibly recorded an episode while I was in that <laughs> hotel. Yeah. Yeah. We've was... been around for the release of the Switch. Wow. Now that's Oof. the PS5 is also 2 years old now. Okay, how about just as a final, as our as our ending, can you pinpoint a favourite moment from or due to the podcast? Um, when you shot the robot in Fallout New <laughs> Vegas on stream and then you got mad and you, to this day, still blame Fallout New Vegas for you clicking down on the mouse button. That's not what happened. Yeah, but that's how you talk about the one in the shop, and that's what fills me. It fills me with so much joy. You shot Victor. (laughs) Yeah, you shot Victor. Who? (laughs) The cowboy robot. He snuck up on you. (laughs) That's good stuff. I don't remember that. The one I remember from Fallout is um, me walking like behind, walking somewhere, and then everyone getting mad at me, and there's no way to stop that. And 
I really wish I could like Fallout because it looks really good and a lot of people say it's good and I can't deny that. Like I can't deny yeah, the no, mass that's audience. That's not what we're here about. We're not. We're here for our favorite moments. That was mine. Uh, my favorite moment is hating Fallout New Vegas on stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, favorite moments tough. Um, um, I think, I think it was only <laughs> well, is Gabriel Knight. It was like it was two games last year: Gabriel Knight and Dragon Age Origins. Uh, they were personal highlights because, like, I was having a pretty great time, and you both hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, I'll think I'll I'll bring it down to um, orphan. I think I want to say orphan, and because it did exactly what I wanted from the podcast. Like when we started. I wanted to go, oh, I'll use this as an, a chance to replay a bunch of games that I liked as a kid but never got to finish, you know, because you're a kid. Uh, and, like, replay them, get to finish them. I'll be like, oh, that great game. I can't wait to play it again. And then we finally got to Orphan. And uh, it's just, you know, I think I enjoyed being like, wow, okay, well, I finished it like I wanted to, but I really... Really wish I didn't <laughs> didn't want to put myself through that. Also, making you guys play trading Pokemon card game, the Pokemon trading card game 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 was good. I like that's good one. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of great hits in here. Uh, I'm just looking back through, like Super Metroid. That was yeah. episode 26. Super Metroid. So yeah. long ago. And yeah, you poo pooed on it last round. What are you talking about on the last pod? Yeah, Me and Matt I was were like, like legendary game, one of the best. And you're all like, I said was that it was good. I didn't say it was a masterpiece, but I was like, it's good. Getting to getting to play that game thanks to the podcast was great. Like, there's a few games I'm like, I'm Warhammer's one of them. Um, Super Metroid is another one where it's just like, I'm so I don't think I ever would have played that if it wasn't for the podcast, or it would have been a long time before I get to play it. And I'm so glad we had the podcast to play it. You know, what you was know what's something. <laughs> Go on. What was the I was going to say my surprise uh, package: Resident Evil Two Remake. Yeah, that was a good one. I I remember like I probably would never have bought that. I don't really like horror games, that sort of thing. But that was an amazing game, and I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, that was a really good one as well. I'm like again, something I never would have played myself. Like, My favourite moment from all of the podcast was when I decided to stop skewing the logo by, like, 13 degrees. Everything used to be, like, 13 degrees. I would tilt it, and then I stopped doing that, and oh, it made making the pictures so much easier. Okay, I will I will say, as a, as a final comment, your, your art and logo design for the podcast is phenomenal. Yeah. I hate to toot my own horn, but f- they are bloody good. There are some in here. There's some that I've, like, phoned in, and I expect, like, good graphic designers to be like, I see what you did, you lazy little bitch. Um, but on the whole... Oh, Stunning. Yeah, I don't think that- we ever gave it enough props, but... Every time we reiterated... It's all amazing. Yeah. Everyone out there, hear me. I, Matthew, is a graphic designer available... He will do your Twitch emotes. He will do your YouTube channel banners. He will do your 
podcast thumbnails. He will do logo design. He is amazing. Yeah, you honestly should. I hope you've kept them all to make like a well, portfolio. They're all, well, yeah, it's on the Facebook page. Of, we've made the the tier list. I know, uh, I know, Matt, your wife destroyed your dreams by saying you're not a graphic <laughs> designer, but I believe in you still. Um, no, it's it's more I can't be bothered with the rigmarole. So if you offer me enough, I'll do it. But um, And you're guaranteed quality eye-catching designs. How about this? If you want to pay me a decent amount to copy a video game logo and put it into your like title, I can do that. Oh, YouTube thumbnails without the arrows. I'm not going to do the ones with like circles and arrows. For <laughs> for Christmas, should we treat ourselves to our favorite uh, design on a t-shirt? Ooh, yes. So pick your favorite Matt's version of I, the game. Okay, Yo, well, yes. I can't do that. I cannot do that. I don't have those anymore. What about? I would need to recreate them. And then on the back... Like a tour, we have every game listed. Oh, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> that'd be pretty well, funny. Are the, are the thumbnails not big enough to go on a shirt? No, uh, it's that I'd have to cut out the logo. <laughs> Surely we can get like just no the no time to grind logo on there. We have. We have if you want my, one, if want you want ones, ones, yeah. As in you two, if you two go, hey, Matt, can you make me, uh, like, just has a, for instance, Matt, can you do the Fortnite No Time to Grind logo? And then I can go, would you like it updated? Because that's the old Fortnite logo. No, I mean just the No Time to Grind logo. Oh, the No Time to Grind logo. I like the, the, the Doom one. It looks really good with NTTG. Oh, yeah, it does. I That's think what I'm saying. Yes, you Super yeah. Mario Sunshine. No, Super Mario Odyssey. That one's a good one. You know I what liked. The best uh, what was the one? Is? Paradigms one is great as well. What's the one? I like how this is a visual. We've gone to a visual medium. We've just we just obviously don't. want We're to done with the stop. podcast. We do whatever we want now. We don't have to follow any rules. <laughs> what was the one? Actually, yeah. Go and look I at your amazing art. Yeah, I think the paradigm one. I think those are like. I think they're supposed to be the keys, like in Russian. If I hit G, it comes up as looks like an M. I think. I think I could be wrong. What was the one no where time. you were like, no time the grind? Like you, you played with the name because the name was ridiculous for the game. It was like yeah, Gabriel sins of, of the father. Where I was like, oh, <laughs> no time the grind of the father or something. I can't, there was one that was silly like that. There's a few of them like that. Uh, here's what you should do. Uh, you should go through some of them, most of them with the subtitle, and then check the subtitle. Some of them are the same, like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but then some uh, subtitles, yeah, I've adjusted. Oh, or the D&D ones. The it's really... The Solid I, Snake one? The Solid Snake. His name is Metal Gear Solid. There we go. That's I think that's that's it, everyone. To for the final the time. <laughs> for the <Sorry>. final time. <laughs> yeah, where's no? I'm I'm gonna find it. There was one that was no time to grindery for Orphan Sign of Sorcery. And <laughs> hilarious. 
Um, thank you very much for listening. Over the years, five and a half years, and uh, we hope you got a little bit of something out of this and played some games you might not have or avoided some games you might have played. But uh, thank you very much for listening. My name has been Adrian. I've been Mega Matt EX. Uh, if you want it to keep up, that's my Twitter. Maybe is that my Twitter? Is yeah, it? Have a Twitter? Are you sure? I sure you want to be mentioning Twitter at the moment. You might be dead. And you have a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I have a TikTok account. Okay, yeah, my Twitter is telling me to log in, so I don't know what my handle is. Yeah, I got a TikTok. Um, just search Mega Matt X. Oh, Twitch. I don't stream as much, um, but one day I might again. Uh, Mega Matt EX. Just search that bad boy. Go to no time to grind podcast.com. Yeah. My name's there. I don't know how long this website's going to be. I think it's quite cheap. I think it's cheap enough. Um, but yes. And that, that Michael. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we got there. Uh, so what do we do now? Um, do you want to play games on the weekend? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You got I'll time? bring the dice. I'll bring the laughter. I'll bring the baby. <laughs> no, but like seriously, are we? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I said, does anyone want to do Saturday at mine? Yeah, I'll, I'll be bringing. Pregnancy. That's cool. I'm actually. Is... <laughs>